Welcome to the Real and Road podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Walker, and in this edition, we will be hearing ORR's view on how Network Rail has performed across all aspects of its business following the publication of the regulator's 2020-2021 annual assessment of Network Rail. We had such a different year due to COVID and that had a huge impact on the rail industry across all of the regions. What we saw was a, a massive decline in passenger numbers. We, we went into a national lockdown. In the annual report, we said that, that even last year there'd been a, a 26% increase in delays caused by severe weather. When it comes to Network Rail's finances and the finances of the two regions, quite a lot of their, of their risk funding has been used up This is a far-reaching and in-depth report that looks not only at the national level but delves into each network rail region too. The report is made possible through the close working of dedicated ORR managers responsible for each network rail region, known as senior regulation managers, and their close working with ORR's engineers, safety inspectors, economists, as well as access and licensing specialists. The report was published in July, and before we speak to the senior regulation managers, here is ORR's Head of Network Regulation, Sneha Patel, on the main findings from the report at a national level. Over the last year, uh, train performance has been uh, very high, and that's largely due to, to fewer tra- passengers um, and services across the network. Um, over the coming year, Network Rail needs to work across the industry to ensure that it can deliver performance improvements in the long term and work to influence a high-performing timetable. Um, Over the last year, in terms of asset management, Network Rail has largely delivered its planned maintenance, um, enhancements and engineering work, um, often in in difficult conditions. Um, But there are areas that we have um, of concern which Network Rail needs to focus on over the coming year. In terms of safety, um, as as mentioned in in the Chief Inspector's annual report as well, there needs to be a continued focus on mitigating the impacts of extreme weather and climate change, ensuring infrastructure is resilient. There also needs to be a continued focus on uh, workforce safety, so ensuring that we embed better ways of planning and delivering work across the network. And lastly, in terms of finance and efficiencies, so Network Rail is on track to, to meet its efficiencies uh, for, the, to the, for this control period, um, but there are still financial risks that remain um, that network, network Rail needs to manage carefully. And now for a bit more detail from around the Network Rail regions. Firstly, I'd like to welcome Rebecca Kent, who is one of the Office of Rail and Road's Senior Regulation Managers. A good place to start is for you to explain what your role entails and and a little bit about the regions you cover. A Senior Regulation Manager has a number of aspects to the role. So the first thing that I do, probably overarching thing, is I hold Network Rail to account for its delivery. And specifically, my role is in the Wales and Western and Northwestern Central regions. 2020, 2021, obviously, was a a very challenging time for everyone, and Network Rail would be no different. Uh, If I can start with the the Northwest and Central region, how did ORR's annual assessment find the region performed, and were there any noticeable successes or or things that you you think could could have went better for them? So I think what's important to note is that we had such a different year due to COVID, and that had a huge impact on the rail industry across all of the regions. What we saw was a, a massive decline in passenger numbers. We, we went into a national lockdown. We also saw a huge decrease in services. What we did see across Northwest and Central specifically, they did meet all of their targets. Now, and they met those targets that we that we set for them and that they set themselves. Whilst they performed very well, and it was partly due to lower passenger numbers and service levels, the region did make really good progress in actually trying to improve their performance. 
back at the end of 2019 and we released the performance review of Northwest and Central. And within that review, we had identified 25 recommendations that we think they needed to work on and uh, to progress and improve their performance. And that's rail performance, that's freight performance, that's passenger performance, all of those kinds of elements. So the pandemic actually gave the region a good opportunity to work really hard on implementing and developing those recommendations. And they did, they did that very well. However, of those 25 recommendations that we reviewed at a 12 monthly point, which was obviously May this year, we did identify that six of the recommendations hadn't progressed as much as we'd expected. So we're still working with the regional nodes for the next six months. If we move away from performance then and we look at assets and the management of these assets, the number of failures decreased significantly, but the region did particularly well at delivering against its scorecard targets for renewals volumes, which basically means they give themselves a number, they achieved more than that number. There are a couple of assets within that. So there are normally about seven assets that they look at. Two of those assets, which are electrical power and points, they really need to just do a, a little bit more work on. And they are putting some plans in place into the future to work on those. Finally, touching on finance, the region outperformed financially and it exceeded its delivery target over the last year. This is excellent news. Yeah, that's that's very interesting to hear. Obviously, the, the improved punctuality and reliability as uh, as a, a key one there and and keeping keeping freight moving during the pandemic of course very important obviously wales and western's the other region you cover could you give us an overview of how they performed last year looking at performance then with uh, passenger and freight performance over 2021 but they did achieve all of their targets however one thing that stands out in wales and western region was that we didn't see the same level of improvement on the Wales route that we had seen across other routes in the in the country and I think that's something interesting to pick up and we have discussed a number of um, a number of options of how we improve that with the route specifically also the region Um, and Wales is absolutely on board to just have a look at how they can improve their performance. The annual assessment does talk a little bit more in detail around that. That's not saying they didn't hit their target. They absolutely did. I think there are still things that they can do to improve in that specific route. Having said that, the, the route did experience a number of disruptions with severe weather events that occurred during the year, and I think that's important to note. It's not due to poor performance of the actual route by network rail. They were really influenced by external factors. So moving then out of performance and, and into asset management, again, similarly to Northwestern Central, the number of asset failures decreased significantly. And the region did particularly well, again, at also meeting all of its scorecard targets for renewal of assets. But like I said before, and like structures examination compliance isn't also an issue within Wales and Western, and we're working with the region to look at how they're going to uh, work to improving that compliance. In terms of health and safety over 2021, we're still seeing far too many near-miss incidents occurring, and this is something that our safety inspectors are working really closely with the region. Uh, with the year ahead, how is it shaping up, and, and what are the plans for for the next 12 months? Yeah, I think this is this is a really interesting place to be in, I think, at the moment, Kenny, with like going into year three of the control period for network rail and with the rail reform, I think this is a really interesting time in the rail industry. We're halfway through control period six, planning for control period seven is already happening. 
Um, and this needs to be done now in the context of the proposed changes for the rail industry. So we need to do these um, parallel to make sure that we're aligning everything. Thanks very much for joining us today. And now we're off to Scotland and I've been joined by ORR's Senior Regulation Manager, Liz McLeod. We've just heard from Rebecca Kent. And apart from the, the obvious geographical location and the difference there, how does your role differ given Network Rail are set up a bit differently to the regions in England and Wales? The Scotland region, Network Rail Scotland, is funded by Scottish ministers and they are responsible for setting out what Network Rail needs to deliver in five yearly chunks and the funds that are available to deliver those things. So this means that I need to liaise closely with Transport Scotland, which is the national transport agency for Scotland, particularly on financial issues and assurance on whether or not Network Rail is delivering the things that it committed to do in this five-year chunk. If we just move on to the the annual assessment then, we know just how difficult it has been and the significant impact the pandemic has had during 2020-2021, and that's the period covered by ORR's annual assessment. Taking this into context, how has Network Rail Scotland performed this past year? So overall, I think we see it's, it's been a difficult year for, for Network Rail in Scotland. Pandemic is, is one of those uh, of the reasons why it's been a difficult year. But I think despite the challenges of operating during COVID, we have seen real evidence of Network Rail Scotland collaborating closely both with the supply chain and trade unions to identify safe ways of working in the delivery of upgrade and renewal work throughout the year. So this has meant that Network Rail could largely deliver to, or sorry, continue to deliver what it had planned. I think they've also demonstrated a sustained commitment to deliver Scottish Minister's priorities, which I've just spoken about, and has so, for example, started delivering on Transport Scotland's Rail Services Decarbonisation Action Plan, which was published during the pandemic last July. And I think the last point to know is that for the second year in a row, Network Rail Scotland has exceeded its efficiency target, delivering around £65 million worth of efficiencies during the year. So I think that's another um, big success for the region. Despite those, those positives, I think there have been some issues which have had significant impact during the year. So while passenger train service performance has improved significantly, reduced income, higher costs have impacted on the region's funding and remaining risk funds are lower than expected at this point in the control period. So this is a concern for us, given the high levels of uncertainty and the financial risk that the region faces. And also, just a kind of last point, is that although Network Rail has demonstrated that it's delivered on its efficiency targets for years one and two of the control period, we continue to be concerned about how prepared it is to deliver targets for the main the remaining years of this control period so we need to see clear plans from network rail scotland especially as efficiency targets for years three four and five are a lot higher than what's already been delivered so far one example for years four and five network rail's plan to deliver around 100 million of efficiencies each year which is is higher than years one and two a bit of a mixed mixed bag there for network rail scotland's we've we've just passed the the one year anniversary of the tragic derailment of a scott rail service at carmont near stonehaven in which three people sadly lost their lives and six passengers were injured. I know ORR's investigation is ongoing, so I appreciate you you can't discuss details of that. However, um, severe weather clearly played a part. Uh, Can I ask, do you think Network Rail are doing enough to ensure the railway is resilient to the impacts of extreme weather and to that extent climate change? You're absolutely right. We reported in the annual report, we said that that even last year there'd been a a 26% increase in delays caused by severe weather. So continuing to be be an issue 
on whether network rail are doing enough. There's CP6, the original CP6 plans identified that climate change is a challenge and becoming increasingly a problem for the region. So there's already plans that are embedded within the region to deliver a more resilient railway in Scotland. So it's important that we continue to monitor delivery of what Network Rail had planned. And then also after the incident last year at Carmont, Network Rail launched two task forces. Those have concluded this year, earlier this year, and Network Rail is trying to understand how to take the recommendations and deliver on those. So I think combined, those things should help ensure a more resilient railway. There's a combination of things that are ongoing, and I think it's particularly important that Network Rail continues to deliver what I had planned. Thanks, Liz. So yeah, it's good to hear that work is underway and and to making the, the railway more resilient, um, particularly in Scotland. But you mentioned a 26% increase in extreme weather instance. That, that to me sounds like a very significant increase. We've, we've had a brief um, brief overview there, um, Liz, on, on 2020, 2021, and the successes of, of Network Rail Scotland in, in some areas, and some areas that obviously need need more work. Um, what, what do you see as uh, any challenges or, or how do you think the, the year ahead is shaping up? So I think there's, there's a few areas. So I've mentioned the specific challenges that are related to, to finance. So that's the risk position and delivery of future efficiencies. We've already stepped up our monitoring of these areas. And for me, these are these will be important areas for us to continue to focus on throughout the year. Monitoring performance of the areas I mentioned at the start, which if you remember, the, the, the Scottish Minister of Priorities um, that includes like high levels of passenger and freight performance will continue to be imp- important, particularly, you know, as passengers turn to the railway uh, as lockdown restrictions have eased and it'll be important that high performance levels are, are maintained and also that we've just discussed that Network Rail has plans to deliver more resilient railway, so continue to, to monitor like delivery of renewal volumes and things like that. I also want to focus on ensuring that the concerns of the issues that we've raised in our report are addressed um, to our satisfaction. So that's, for example, areas such as drainage, asset knowledge, working with Network Rail to ensure they've got a plan to address those issues. And then finally, we will also be starting work with Network Rail and Transport Scotland for the next control period, which is going to run from 2024 to 2029. So we'll be working closely with them to develop a plan for that. So lots going on and we'll continue to to, to hold Network Rail to account for delivery of all those things. With the final pieces of the, the geographical jigsaw to complete Network Rail regions, is David Kimball, another of ORR's senior regulation managers. You're responsible for two network rail regions. We'll maybe start with Southern. Can you tell us what went well for the Southern region um, and what you found in the annual assessment? This is true of all of the regions, really. Um, performance last year was was very, very good. So the Southern region exceeded its train performance target by about 50% in terms of passenger trains. Another, another thing that Southern managed to do well is manage its assets. So that's in terms of of its targets for reliability. That's across all of the um, different sorts of assets. And in addition, the region carried out more renewals than was was planned. And that's despite you know the, the difficulties of working during the pandemic. Some of that was partly because of the impacts of climate change. There were more earthworks failures, primarily due to, to higher rainfall. So that meant that more work was being done than was anticipated. But nonetheless, it's good that the region managed to carry out more work than, than it originally planned. And what about what the didn't go so well? Well, of course, very sadly, two network rail employees lost their lives in the region. So there's a track worker at Surbiton Station 
and an employee of our facility in Eastleigh. Both of those accidents are still under investigation. So safety is absolutely critical. And then moving across back to the assets, we have got a, a particular concern, and this isn't just limited to this particular region, but we have got um, concerns around non-compliant examinations of, of particular structures. So there's quite a big backlog there, and that's something we're looking at very closely. Similarly, there's quite a big backlog of examinations for railway arches, of which there's a lot in the south. Often you will find businesses in, the, in those arches, and, and there's tenants sitting there, and Network Rail has found it quite difficult to get access to some of those arches to, to inspect them. The other region that you, you, you cover, David, was Eastern. Could you tell us what went well for, for Eastern and also what didn't go quite so well? Yeah, so I guess it's a similar story on passenger and freight t- train performance. I mean, not quite the the improvement that we saw in Southern, but still 25% better than target for passenger trains. Again, you know, similar reasons for that in terms of the impact of the pandemic on train services, which means performance always improves if there are if there are fewer train services. I think a, a bit differently from from my other region, ma- major enhancements. You know, there's not many major enhancements in the south, but more more in the eastern region, and those have been were delivered well. You know, just, again, despite the challenges of the of the pandemic had the significant examples of middle and mainline electrification work at king's cross for instance was completed on time and with that instance that was that was really really positive also in terms of safety we've had good progress made by the angler route there was um we, we put out an improvement notice um, several years ago in 2018 about level crossings the angling route has responded very well to that just to, just to wrap things up david for for I suppose both both the regions where you can take them individually or or together, what is the main focus for the next 12 months? So it's probably two areas of focus. So I, I mentioned the examinations of, of structures and tenanted arches. So those are areas where we're, we are expecting improvements, expecting the backlogs to be to be cleared. So as I said, we're focusing on those. But in addition, when it comes to Network Rail's finances and the finances of the two regions, quite a lot of their of their risk funding has been used up. In particular, because they you know been doing more work. I mentioned the earthworks. Um, they've been doing more work than anticipated. So making sure that they've got enough funding to do the work that needs to be done, and also in terms of efficiencies, you know, there's lots of been lots of good work done on that. But but making sure that that continues throughout the rest of the year and throughout the, the rest of the control period. Yeah, thanks very much, David, and thanks to Snea, Liz, and Rebecca, and thanks to you for listening. That's all for this episode, and we'll be back next month with another episode of the Real and Road Pod. Until then, goodbye.